liftoff and the clock has started. Good butt joke. Thanks. Uh, yeah, um, I don't know. I, I don't want to gross anybody out with my bedroom experiences. But um, yeah, I have one onesie. Uh, Other than that, it's usually like some really comfy sweats and a really comfy sweatshirt. Yeah, I'm, I'm big on the uh, the joggers. Mm-hmm. I, I like I like me a good pair of joggers, you know? Yep. I, I've never understood the people that can wear socks to bed, though. Like, I don't care how cold it is. I can't wear socks. In bed. No, those are straight just, sociopaths. Um, but yeah, um, 100% serial killer. Also, Bodies buried in the back. <laughs> I also hate a sweatpant that has the elastic around the ankle. Like, oh, but see, that's the joggers. I like those. No, I don't. I don't like that. I want a straight leg. Like, I need. I, I don't want to feel like something's holding on to my ankle the whole time. You know, my problem is I've got. I've got the big thighs and the skinny calves. So anything that fits like my upper lower half just ends up billowing in the night <laughs> in my lower up lower, lower half. Mm-hmm. And so like, yeah, anything past the knees and I'm just like, you know, like I'm rocking bell bottoms in the seventies or something and I just can't do it. Mm. It's just not, it's not fun. Not fun times. Mm. Um, Justin, who is also, here, who I was just about to ask about his uh, winter jammy proclivities, but I forgot to introduce him. Justin Co- Cox and Crashes Carter is with us. <laughs> I know. So Jamie wise, I also like the joggers. I have little chicken legs. So I, you know, anything that doesn't tighten around the ankles, I feel like I'm wearing like Junko jeans or something, <laughs> you know, because I have such jack skellington legs it's hard to find 100 percent, 100 percent. yeah yeah so that's usually and i i agree i don't wear socks because it's one of those your feet get hot cold hot cold and it's like you can't unhot them if you're wearing socks yes um, exactly un unhot it's almost <laughs> like you're trying to say cool but um yeah we'll go with unhot dude zach it's been a week all right it uh, bro it has been a week yes. Like, Dude, God damn. let me tell you so this week cox updated our internet um a while back and they they keep they kept emailing me being like uh your modems docs is 3.0 and not 3.1 and you need to upgrade it and da, 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 da. and i was like okay fine but our internet still worked so i'm like it, why so mm-hmm. i just let it like run like run its course whatever and megan had been having issues on like her work computer and stuff connecting to the internet. And so I was like, okay, maybe we need to like, they, they've been emailing me about this fucking modem or whatever. Like maybe we can just upgrade the modem then. And that might help fix some problems. So I was like, maybe we can even increase the internet speed. Like, I don't know. So I bought like a nice, like fucking $300, whatever new modem. Mm-hmm. And I like wanted to hook it up and do whatever, but because we both work from home and do whatever, it's like, I didn't want to fuck with the internet like while we're both working and doing whatever. And I was like, 
I wanted to increase our internet speed, but Cox's business internet, I switched to business internet to get a static IP <laughs> for the PlayStation thing. Initially, it was $99 a month. And now it's like... I love that I switched to stat for the static IP for my PlayStation. <laughs> yes. Um, so it was 99 a month, and then now it's like 160 And we're, we're paying for 100 meg, like 100 meg internet. That's like dog shit, Oof. I found out. Like, I've never had issues with the internet, but I was like, dude, Gigablast is a thousand. So I was like, that's yeah. 10 times faster. And it was $20 cheaper a month than what we were oh, paying. Nice. So I was like, dude, why the fuck are we doing this? And so yeah, I yeah. just wanted to switch it and they made it seem like, oh yeah, it'd be an easy process, but it wasn't an easy process because Cox <laughs> Business and Cox Residential do not intersect at all. And after, and, and why would you think they would? Exactly. That's what's crazy. Yeah. yeah. And so it was a pain in the ass and I finally got it to work. We have banging internet now, which is dope. And speaking of banging yesterday on the way home mm-hmm. from uh, grocery shopping, we got rear ended at a red light. Oh. <laughs> what? Man, that's yeah. like, since you've been on this podcast, I think that's like the fourth accident. <laughs> dude, you guys this have car been? has been through the, dude, I drove my <laughs> intrepid through a fucking wash and it still worked. Like this car has been totaled twice now and then it got Jesus. fucking rear ended. We we're sitting there at like Greenway and 35th Avenue at this red light and the person behind us, I guess their brakes cut out, didn't work because <laughs> yeah. they didn't brake. They hit us going like 45 and launched us oh into the car in front of us. Ooh. But are you guys okay? Uh, we're fu- like both of Megan's legs are bruised because she sits really close to the steering wheel. So it like, oh, wow. like smacked her legs like on the steering column. Me. Airbags go off? Or? No, our airbags didn't go off. Yeah. Okay. I had airbags too when my Durango got blasted at like 60 miles an hour from the back uh, also. And none of our airbags went off. Yeah. It's like, why do I even have them? Like, what's the fucking point? But I'm fine. Like my like right collarbone and then like left rib are like bruised from the seatbelt. And my neck is kind of like fucked. Cause I like, since there was no breaking sound, like I was just completely like, I was turning to Megan laughing, like having a good time. It was boom. And then of course she had a coffee and that exploded all over (laughs) the fucking car everywhere. And then we had to wait three hours for the cops to come. And the dude in front of us, like our car barely dented like the back of his car. And mm-hmm. he was like, he was acting like he was the one that was rear ended. He's like, my neck, my glasses flew off and whatever. I'm like, dude, our car <laughs> barely fucking touched you, dude. Like the person like, behind yeah. us, their car is like missing the entire front. It went under <laughs> our car. It is like uh-uh. shredded from the top and was like leaking fluid everywhere. I'm surprised it ran even enough to get it well, off the road to the side of the street. Well, then let, let me tell you, uh, as someone that used to do insurance investigation, uh, that's why your airbags didn't go off because they went under the car yeah. not and didn't hit the sensor. And also uh, they were braking because that's what pitched the front of the car down. Is they might have hit it at the very last second, like the last five feet before it hit you or something. But yeah, they, they slammed on their brakes. It went under your car and that's what did the damage. But did, I, let me guess, it ripped all your exhaust off and everything. Like Actually, so damage wise, the only thing like our like license plate is fucking caved in. And so it's like our back mm-hmm. bumper and whatever. So like our trunk's like fucked. So we're going to have to get like all of that fixed. And then the front... No, no, don't get it. Get, it's totaled. Stop it. The car is totaled, Justin. Get a new car. car is totaled. I mean, it's pretty much all body. Down. Our car got totaled fucking last time when we ran over that tire. But yeah, I, that's what I mean. It's been totaled like three times. Like just. I know. 
I know. And then so our front bumper is like cracked like halfway down the middle and it's like not connected because when we rear ended that dude like popped like our front bumper <laughs> out. Uh but I'm just like, dude, like fucking Wilhelm, like this year has all I just took our car to get the oil done and they were like, Oh yeah, dude, aren't mm-hmm. you the guy that ran over that tire and like got the entire fucking thing? Like they know who we are and I'm like, Yes. I'm sure and I would know so who now you are I'm like, right dude, this car's gonna like, go back there like fucking next week now. And they're like, dude, this shit again. <laughs> no, don't send it back there. Let the insurance get, cut you a check. Go get another car. Like, <laughs> come on, man. Yeah, that one's cursed, bro. Like, <laughs> it's time to get rid yeah, of it. Yeah, if anything, that you have the like Annabelle of cars at this point. <laughs> like, just, just let it go. Like, let it be some salvage yards problem. Like, you can haunt that yard now. Like, stay away from me. Dude, I will tell you, I had my, when I first got my Tacoma, I had it maybe for like a year. And then I was pulling out of a, a, a spot by my condo. And like, there was a big old RV in the way. I looked right, looked left, didn't see a car, looked right, like, you know, started to go out. And, uh, and in that time, like a car had made the turn and gotten into the blind spot of the RV. So like when I pulled oh, out, like I hit the back quarter panel of the car, like barely just like kissed it. She was speeding, whatever. doesn't matter. I'm still at fault. Um, yep. So her car gets fixed. I was like, oh, you know what? Like my insurance is going to pay for this because I have it. Um, I'm, I have it under a loan, so I have full coverage. So like I'll, mm-hmm. I'll get everything like upgraded on the front. Like I'll get the upgraded bumper, upgraded headlights, like make it look cool in the front. That's not how that works. You know that, right? Anyway, like. I did it. So uh, so <laughs> I get the cool stuff, right? And uh-huh. uh, maybe like a week later, I get it back. I have it for like literally two days from the place. I'm driving home from work on the freeway. A dude has a whole bunch of like folding chairs on the back, like the office folding chairs, uh-huh. like for an event. And he had didn't tie him down, went over a bump and like lost 20 chairs like off the back of his truck. And all of them hit my truck. Like all of them hit <laughs> the front end of my truck and like dented the oh, no. shit out of it. And the dude like pulled over. He was like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I was like, it's fine. Like it is what it is. I'm glad I'm okay. Like windshield was caved in. Like everything was just like bad. And so I took it back to the same place and they were like, bro, we just had it like a day ago. Like what, <laughs> what did you do? And I was like, I don't know, man. Uh, you're like, you're like, trust me, I didn't do anything, yeah. but here we are. You see that office chair sticking out the front of my car? That's what happened. <laughs> like magnify that by like, or like multiply that by like 20. So Jesus. I know, I know your heartache, Justin. I know. But it's hard. It's cars, man. I don't know. Uh, yeah, we got, we used to have this little Mazda three that a, a resident of Oakland who <laughs> was very much under the influence went right through a red light and T-boned me. Uh, just And it was just like you were saying, I never saw it coming. And they just and the cops actually said that was the thing that probably stopped me from being really injured was just I was loose. You know, like if I had tensed up, I probably would have gotten pretty, pretty messed up. And then, yeah, we got the Durango that we were stopped on a freeway and the person behind me did not stop. That just blew us up, man. <laughs> like that one was rough. Thankfully, the kids were not in the car either time, so that was nice. But yeah, but uh, man, car accidents—the worst, the worst. <sighs> well, glad to hear you're both okay. Thank you. And uh, I wouldn't say to do do not do this. And if anyone's listening, don't do this. But if in the next couple days, man, 
you just might feel a lot more injured. You know, those soft tissue damages, they, mm, they start to creep up on you. You go to the doctor cause that back of yours is spiking and man, your neck's just not feeling good. And you get those medical bills and you turn them into the insurance. And it's like that pain and suffering check just gets bigger and bigger. I don't, mm, I don't know. It's just, but don't do that. Don't, you know, if you're not hurt, don't do that. But if you are feeling injured, you know, Make sure you keep it on record, because why, why not pad it by a few thousand if you're actually hurt? <laughs> you know, that's what I'm saying. If you're actually hurt. Just, you know, friendly I, advice. I mean, I do see a trip to uh, the joint chiropractor uh, in my mm-hmm. near future. Uh, uh, but don't have that be your first trip. Go to the doctor first. <laughs> Get it on record, and then the insurance will pay for that chiropractor easily, happily. So, I, but if you're actually hurt, yeah, of yeah. course. So, yeah, we're just hypotheticals here. Um, <laughs> uh, so, okay, uh, we had Halloween. Justin, how was your driveway experience? Dude, it was honestly, I didn't think it was going to be that busy just because the last couple of years it hadn't really been super busy. And let me tell you what, like at about six 30 ish, you know, it's dark out, like a couple of little kids start coming around and I was mm-hmm. like, all right, you know, this is kind of about what I expected. Sure. Boy, then seven o'clock hits. And mm-hmm. I think that's when all the trunk or treat stuff finally ended, because <laughs> let me tell you what, all of a sudden the, the minivans with the, the back trunk door open, start pulling up and you know a dozen kids come piling out and i'm like oh my god and that's when it went from oh you know i'm like yeah dude here's like four or five pieces of candy like whatever knock yourself out to everybody gets two i'm like you get two (laughs) you get two i'm like shaking the bucket and it's like looking a little low i'm like all right i'm like everyone starts getting two i'm like you you look like you're 27 bro i'm like you get one and you're lucky you get that <laughs> someone came up and asked me for like a bottle of fucking water i'm like handing out water and shit i'm like here you go <laughs> like someone came up with a like and they're like yeah dude our uh, candy bowl ran out of candy man so we're just trying to you know go around fill fill the bucket back up you know what i'm saying <laughs> and i was like okay here's like two pieces bro like fuck off like you dude, come over here and take my candy to hand out another house like okay you're like what is this alms for the poor yeah shit? like oh. so by like eight o'clock man we were out of candy i kicked the chair back in the garage turned all the lights off i'm like <laughs> nope uh i dug in we ran out of candy at one point and i had to uh bust out Megan's since she just went to Disneyland and stuff road trip she got this like 10 ounce bag of like Werther's originals I started fucking handing those out because that's all we had oh, uh, like here you go they're like what's this and I'm like you're lucky just go just take you're it like, you're like ask your grandfather he'll tell yeah, you yeah dude right? I was like your, your grandparents are gonna pick this clean out of your pile of candy <laughs> when you get home so but uh, how was your guys's oh ours was cold we uh it was one of it was probably the first night the temperature dropped below like 45 in my neighborhood. And, uh, yeah, it hasn't been that cold since, which is great. But, um, yeah, we were, we were out there in, uh, shivering. Yeah. My, my son was in one of those inflatable T-Rex costumes. So he was a, uh, he was cooking in there, you know, like he, he was actually really comfortable just cause he was basting in, in the costume. Uh, but, I felt bad for my daughter because she wanted to be a pretty fairy. And so she, you know, comes with this little dress and all that stuff. And 
uh, yeah, we were like, nah, girl, you ain't going out on the streets like that. So she had to wear sweats and a sweater underneath it. And she was just, God, she was poured into that dress by the end of it. Like, man, the, the, that dress was screaming to fit over all that <laughs> stuff. And I felt bad for her, but she was still out there in the streets getting candy, working it. Well, there was one street by our house. It's like three blocks long and everyone goes huge on that street. So they, they hit it up. They got a couple full size candy bars. They were, they were geeked about, you know, always love the houses that do the full size. Got to represent. And yeah, at our house, uh, we had, you know, we were there before at the beginning part of trick or treating and we were there at the end of trick or treating. And I'm a firm believer. Like, I don't care if you're 26. I don't care if you're 16. I don't care if you're six, like you're getting candy. Like if you show up on my door, like, sure. It's candy time. Here's candy. <laughs> Knock yourself out. And so, yeah, this group of teenagers, it was probably like, I might guess as they were like 15 to 17 or something like that. And he, the one girl who knocked on my door almost seemed like ashamed, <laughs> like um, trick or treat. You know, and I'm like, hey, love your costumes, guys. Here you go. Just throwing candy at them, you know, and it was, and they were, it was just hilarious because like they were you could tell they were shocked. They were shocked that I was like, hell yeah, here you go, guys. Have a great night. And they were just like, well, uh, th- thanks. Thank you. (laughs) They were so so perplexed by my reaction, but I'm a firm believer. Hey, if you got the balls to knock on my door and ask for candy, I don't care who the hell you are. Like I'm I'm hooking you up, you know? So nice. It was, it was a good night all the way around. Shannon, how was, how was San Jose treating you? So this is the first year I think since, you know, I've been trick or treating with Gabriel and like post COVID and everything like that, where things have kind of felt back to normal in downtown San Jose. Um, there's a street maybe like three blocks up. That's kind of like similar, but I think it was by accident. Like there's a dude that worked that used to work for Pixar that lives on 16th. Um, and he made it onto the local news, like because his house was all done up with like Pixar decorations. And like, he did like a whole theme. Like you basically started from like monsters Inc and like went all the way to like up and, and then he had, like people like his friends that were all the different emotions from inside out, like in a running around in the front yard. Um, like, you know, sadness was handing out the candy and crying when like you were like, you know, when she was giving you the candy cause she didn't want to like, you know, uh, separate from the candy, you know, like, so it was like a big event. Right. So, Everybody else in the neighborhood was like, oh, crap, we're like he's on TV, like hella people are going to come here. Like we can't just like have him be the only house on the street that's actually giving out candy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like everybody else on the street finally was just like, OK, well, I guess we'll put up some decorations. And like these people did not like mail it in. Right. Like one dude was out there like the Sunday before putting up a spy, a giant spider and spider web that was the size of his house. Like, I mean, it was oh, gigantic. Awesome. So. We went down there, <clears throat> super popular, super busy. Like, uh, my son had a blast. Everybody, like, recognized his David S. Pumpkins costume. Like, and, like, nice, he was dressed nice. up in a three piece suit. So, like, you know, temperature was not an issue for him. He was perfectly fine. Um, we actually had uh, to, oh, you know, you never see him, you never let him see you sweat anyway <laughs> when you're styling a profile. Oh, he's straight so. flossing. Um, yeah. but, um, but yeah, he, we had to actually empty out his bag once because it was like too heavy for him to like carry. He was like dragging it on the street. Uh, so yeah, that was my daughter too. We had to, we had to 
employ a second bag for her. Yeah, it was crazy, right? So, like, it was awesome because it reminded me of, like, the days of your, like, trick-or-treating. Uh, but at the same time, uh, on the inverse side, two kids came to our house. Because everybody was mm-hmm. on the other street. Nobody wanted sure, to, like, sure. get away from that street, right? So, like, we had three bags of Halloween candy. Now we have four bags of Halloween candy. Uh. <clears throat> it sounds like you have three and a half bags of Halloween candy <laughs> to me. Yeah, like I got a wedding, I got to fit into a tux. Like I cannot be eating all this Halloween candy. And like, uh, all I know is the elevator boys are going to be eating good for like a month. Oh yeah, that's it's nothing but sugar, rotted, rotted teeth, and sugar, sugar highs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so besides your kids' costumes, what was like one of the other coolest costumes that you guys saw? Yeah, my my favorite Halloween costume that I saw was two kids came up in inflatable Among Us costumes. And when they came up, I told them that they looked pretty sus and they lost it. They got so <laughs> nice. They actually knew like what the hell they were, because I'm sure all night, like they almost probably like, oh, they're astronauts or fucking something. <laughs> Spacemen. Yeah. They're just excited that it's like, Bob, Bob, he knows the Among Us. Like, we know. And I was like, which one of you is the imposter? And they're like pointing at each other and stuff. It was pretty great. Nice. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As far as our neighborhood, we saw a couple of sweet Ghostbusters, Ooh. which which was pretty cool. One guy had a total like proton pack at everything that lit up. That was pretty rad. Um, and he was like eight, you know, so he was he was feeling it out there in his proton pack. Um, and then I saw. Oh, I saw an inflatable Mario. That was pretty good. That one was pretty good. And then someone else had an inflatable. It wasn't the T-Rex. It was green. I want to say it was like an inflatable Godzilla or something like that. I'd rock that. Uh, But they put like the Mario Cappy on it. Oh, oh, like like he took over the dinosaur. Yeah. And I was like, that's genius. That's really good. (laughs) But uh, yeah, those were the two that I saw that were pretty rad. Uh, I think the only one that I saw that really was that got me to chuckle was that at one house there was it was on that same street as the Pixar. There was um, a whole like acting troupe of people that did Adventure Time. Okay. So like there was a guy dressed up as Bimo and there's another one like all of the all of the like the main cast of Adventure Time were out there and they were all doing like the most I mean they were all just in character the whole time. None of them broke character. None of them like you know stopped what they were doing to give out candy like they were essentially just having a candy fight in the front of their yard and like basically people were just picking up candy as they walked by and like that was your trick or treat thing like don't interrupt the performance just pick up your candy and go um which was kind of cool weird That's awesome. cool um but yeah it was it was it was probably the the best thing i saw like a couple people put in some really uh, intricate detail like some people were like louisiana like witch doctor like kind of people like you know um like you know with the the chicken skulls and like the the fancy like you know uh dress uh coat with tails and walking canes and top hats and a uh, little princess in the frog action dr yeah, facilier exactly yeah, yeah like and they yeah. they were legit like spent a lot of time on those costumes so like you know hats off to them like you know they look great um but yeah that was pretty much it uh, there were what really impressed me is that on that street, um, 
with a lot of the littles that were walking, walking mm-hmm. up, they were kind of, you know, scared to go up and talk to people. So like a lot of the parents were going up with the kids to do the trick or treating, which is perfectly fine, perfectly normal. The people doing the trick or treating at like every other house were just like, uh, here's a beer or like, you know, <laughs> would you like a little, like, you know, a little, like a disposable cup with like some wine in it or whatever. I was like, <laughs> I I'm cool. Like, thank you. But like, you know, I, there were a lot of parents that were partaking in, in that. So it, it always shocks me, especially now, you know, years being sober, how many parents are just fucking hammered taking exactly. their kids trick or treating. And it's like, and yeah, to your point, we went to a lot of houses on that street where like we, me and my wife both had coffee cups cause it was cold as balls. And we were like, okay, let's take a cup of coffee with us. And and people kept being like, hey, you want a little whiskey for that tumbler? You want a little Bailey's in there? And I'm like, no, thanks. <laughs> like, thanks. Man. And it was one of those things, like, even when I was drinking and we went trick or treating, like, I never was like, yeah, let me bring a sixer with me. Like, <laughs> get yeah. sloshed by the yeah, time you like, yeah, it's, it's like, you know, it would make this experience with my child amazing whiskey. Like, no, <laughs> like, I'm sorry. That's, but. Man, people, people, let, let me tell you, the Chardonnay was flowing with some mm. of those moms out there. Like they were, they were feeling themselves. <laughs> I, um, when I was sitting out there handing out candy, I had like this little thing or that had like the bowl on and stuff. And in the garage, I have like five or six of the lamb chop toys that like Bunny has just like shredded and destroyed. Uh-huh. And so I took one of them that's like missing half its face and its eye <laughs> and I zip tied it like crucified to the wood oh, and it's like hanging out and stuff with like its tongue. It's like face is like pouring out oh, the front man. and it's like some people didn't notice it. And then some people because it was like right near the candy bowl for the kids like reach it and whatever. Yeah. And some like some kids were kind of like scared by it. Some people like didn't notice it first and then they went to grab the candy and like registered what it was and then they kind of like jumped. <laughs> like, start, like they didn't see it and then it's like just hanging there oh god that i i applaud you for that that's <laughs> that's wonderful um a total sidetrack uh i saw so there's a venue in san francisco called great american music hall and i'm on their mailing list for concerts because i used to go to concerts back when i didn't have kids and um one of the acts coming through was the band morbid angel which is a death metal band I used to listen to back in high school. Uh, the album Covenant, Blessed Are the Sick, great, great albums. Um, they're coming through for their 40th anniversary tour. <laughs> and I felt like my first reaction wasn't, hey, I need to go see that. It was just kind of sadness. <laughs> and not because like I'm old. Like I've, 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 I've accepted this reality into my life. Right. It's more like, man, can you picture being that band and being like, Hey, we got to go make some money again. 40 years of this. Like, it was just like, man. Yeah. These guys are ready to collect uh, social security. They're like, it's crazy. Uh, oh, they've, <laughs> they've, they've been ready to collect social security. It's, That's what I'm saying. I mean, they got to be like 58 at in, at the minimum, right? If we're doing this for 40 yeah. years and like, see so you struck it big when you were 18, you're, you're 58 years old. Like right now, like, so that mean what? 1982, right? 40 years. No, no, not. Mm. Mm? Yeah. 82. Yeah. 82 was when they're a band. So 40 years. Right? Yeah. Okay. That, right. that math, yes. that math checks out. 
that, that so wait, math it, is mathing. So wait, they were they they became like big in 1982. Well, they became a band in 1982. They've okay. been performing since 1982. Like, All right. It was it was 94 or five when like I discovered them and they were three albums in at that point. Like, do you remember the Beavis and Butthead episode with the God of Emptiness, the bow to be faithful, and like Butthead and Beavis keep like trying to do it, and it's hilarious. No, let me let me tell you, uh, I didn't have like cable in my house until after I graduated from high school. Uh, YouTube Beavis and Butthead Morbid Angel, it's hilarious. <laughs> okay. Like it, it holds up. It's still funny <laughs> as hell. Um, but yeah, that was like. That was that era. That's when they made it. And that was their third album. Um, but. And it's funny because that was like the biggest era for death metal, I would argue, in general. Like when when it got into like the general consciousness of who bands like Deicide and Morbid Angel were. But uh, yeah, it, man, 40 years. I don't even know how many albums they've had since I stopped listening to them. But oof. That one, that one hit me in the feels a little bit. It's hard bit. to see a sixty-five-year-old dude like up there right. doing death metal. <laughs> yeah, kind of, yeah. And it's like, <laughs> and and maybe maybe it's me just being ageist or something, but it seems like that's a young man's game, mm-hmm. like death oh, yeah. metal and For black sure. metal. Like, do you I mean, really? Do you really want to pl- see? <laughs> Unless you plan on dying on stage. I mean, yeah, I mean, like, that's the death part. That would be pretty metal. (laughs) Imagine just dying and then, like, falling into the crowd and they just surf your body, like, outside. (laughs) Right into the the funeral pyre that's waiting for you on the other side of the stage. They're sitting there doing, like, the wall of death and your body's just, like, floating around, (laughs) like, on stage. Man, this got got dark quick. Jesus. (laughs) Um, By the way, if you want to... So, never mind. Nope. Not, mm, no, not going to go with that. I was going to talk about the story of mayhem for a second, but no, no one needs to know that. Uh, that's black metal and that's a whole different thing. Uh, Google it if you're interested. Uh, but yeah, uh, I don't think anyone wants to see like 60 year old black metal, death metal people. Like I just, even if you are a 60 year old black metal fan, I don't think you want to see that. Like no one wants to see Emperor up there bad knees and back you know like come on what are we doing with our time so i did see at i did see at the gates like six years ago and and they still rip like that band still kicks ass but i'm also old so i was probably feeling it a little bit (laughs) you're sitting there with your coffee cup with uh some irish whiskey (laughs) yeah yeah totally (laughs) <laughs> and I, I need the caffeine to stay awake for this. Um, yeah, I don't even know how we got on that tangent, but yes, death metal, always in the background. Good times, good times. <laughs> um, I don't even have man. I don't even have my usual transition. I like I I I snookered myself from my. I had a whole transition set up from Halloween to Game of the Year chat, and uh, man, I've taken myself out of it. It's. It's tough out here in these streets. Happiness um, is the best before, of us. Before we go into the the game of the year talk, because uh-huh. we're really light on news this week. Um, yeah, I, really light. Yeah. Really I wanted light. to to talk briefly about um, the Twitter exodus that is currently happening. Uh, so, 
seems like you know twitter is on a downward spiral uh into mm-hmm. you know i think people are seem to be wanting to leave to go to some other platform for their social media experience which is fine um me being on the not on the trending cusp of anything i've seen like you zach like you are yep. exploring the waters of mastodon i believe it is that, there's mastodon which is like im fucking penetrable like i don't get it at all it's like a bunch of individual servers and following people seems to be like a total pain in the ass mm-hmm. yeah, yeah it's, i was it's i was trying to i saw you mention that yesterday uh i was trying to jump onto that server as well and now i guess i'm just I, I created an account it was in the wrong spot so then i deleted it and now they're like well you can never you, you have to wait like a month before you can create like another account i'm like okay this is this is some bullshit right here um so like do you think like people are just going to be leaving twitter as far as a social media platform do you think like this is just kind of a temporary knee-jerk reaction to what's happening in our universe or it's funny i don't i don't because i i have a feel that you know the half of the employees that just got fired from twitter like that is a huge knowledge base of how to make and curate one of these things that just got fired and is out in the streets and if i was co-host or mastodon or one of these up and coming platforms guess who i'm hiring right now like yesterday to come in and help build this out but well you know like when myspace failed it was facebook was there and it was a better product and so like MySpace kind of hit this tipping point of where people were like, look, I don't want to go on someone's page and get blasted by music every fucking time, (laughs) you know, like that. And and for me, switching to Facebook, that was like 90% of it. I'm like, oh, sweet. It's just the, it's just a feed of people. And I don't have to hear all this fucking like whiny emo bullshit every time I click on. I mean, you don't want to hear Incubus every time you go onto somebody's page. <sighs> Ever tomorrow, yeah, just the, no, I don't want to live <laughs> muted because that's like, yeah, I'm just going to kill my entire speakers because I don't want to hear anything. <laughs> um, and then, you know, like Facebook fell off when all I'll be honest. Political all, stuff. <laughs> all, well, it was all the political stuff and all the old people. Like it stopped being a young person's game, you know, it, and, and that's currency in social media land. And I think a lot of what's driving the exodus off Twitter is is social media companies kind of run on a public trust as a currency, you know, like what's going on and how, how people feel they're being treated by the company. I mean, people get shit on by the users, but that's a whole separate deal. Like the company can't control that necessarily. Um, But if people are feeling not taken care of by the company anymore, you know, with a lot of this like verification stuff and uh, you know, just the quality of the experience that they're getting now. And, and for me, I'm leaving Twitter just because it's become so fucking negative. Like, every time I go on Twitter, it's just people, like, shitting on Twitter, political stuff, you know, shitting on anything someone likes. You know, it's like this just ongoing, like, cesspool of negativity. And and I'll be honest, for my mental health, I just don't want it anymore. You know, it sucks because there's a great outreach there. There's a nice, you know, 
there are so many people that are using it. It's it's easy to get in front of a lot of people with the right retweet or the right you know uh, pickup of your of your stuff. So I understand why people are. Just me personally, I just don't want it. I mean, I'm gonna keep the Pixel Life stuff up there, and I'll and I'll keep promoting off that. But my personal account, I I really just don't have a use for it anymore. And the reality is my Twitter use now has degraded to the point where like I interact with the same 10 people every day. And it was just like, okay, guys, I'm going to be on this discord server. Come find me. Like that's the easiest way I figured it out. I sent out a bunch of DMS. Hey, I'm going to be over here. If you want to talk to me, great. Catch you later. So, I mean, I don't know what your guys feeling about it, but that was just my overall experience. Well, I'll tell you, <clears throat> I am part of the old people, so I'm part of the problem, I guess. But, uh, like, I never really understood Twitter. Like, I mean, I use it. It's there. Um, but it's not like I had a massive following. I think, you know, mm -hmm. it's like, <laughs> I mean, like I'm, I don't have that much. I feel I need to scream into the void uh, on a daily basis about anything. Sure. Um, so, you know, me, you know, there's just no content coming from me right and that's basically how you get eyes on you is just tweeting random shit all the time and i just i don't ha want to do that like i don't want to to be doing that on a regular basis uh, i would much rather have people look at the content that i'm either creating or putting out there and mm -hmm. and be intrigued by that um so you know it I don't do Facebook except if it's for pictures and it's basically to send it to my relatives so that they can see my family and my yeah. son. Or that's, um, honestly, yeah, that's probably the one I interact with the most is Instagram, just so my family can see my kids. Like my mm -hmm. Instagram is nothing but my kids. So sorry yeah. for anyone that's following me for something else. But and, and even then, like, I'm just going to get everybody like those digital picture frames uh, for mm -hmm. Christmas. And then I'm just going to link them all to my phone so I can just basically like put a, do a photo dump to everybody's phone. Yeah, so yeah. they'll all get the pictures that way. Um, so, yeah, it's it's interesting to see because, like you said, like, I don't care to talk to a lot of people like I basically talk to my same group of friends like and you know we have group chats we have group text messages like I have all the stuff I get my fix of talking to people on a daily basis there um so you know but at the same time you know I do want to be out there you know you know trying to grow our our brand I guess you could mm -hmm. say um and to you know but I don't necessarily know how I want to do that. Um, you know, I think something will pop up sooner or later. I just, you know, maybe I'll just bide yeah. my time and just float around like I am right now. Start making those sweet TikToks for us. You know? <laughs> I don't even have TikTok, bro. Like, I yeah, don't even I know. know. I don't either. I don't like, even know how it works. Like, I don't know how TikTok works. I don't know how Snapchat works other than, like, the, the filters. Like, I just throw the filters on my phone so my son and I can fart around with them every once in a while because yeah. they're funny. Um, but I don't know how that's, any of that works. I Snapchat was also one of those where I was like, oh, people are talking about this a lot. Let me try it. And I got on there and I'm like, oh, it's another like talk to people thing. I do that at a million different places. And why would I talk to the same people here that I would talk? I'm already talking to another place. No, um, whatever. So again, yeah. it's a young man's thing. It's not ours. Justin, as someone younger than us, what's your view on all this? So... <laughs> 
I, I've always really liked Twitter, and that's mainly just because I follow a lot of, like, indie game people, and that's kind of, yeah. like, their scene, like, where they constantly post stuff, and, like, where I get a lot of, you know, my information about, like, indie games, and, like, the people I follow, and, like, what's coming out, and, like, whatever, but, like, my, since Elon's bought it, like, you know, my perception of Twitter, like, nothing's really changed it's kind of just become more like 4chan so it's kind of more just like a throwback to 2008 for me and i'm like i still go on 4chan so i'm like it's no fucking different than (laughs) anything else and i really like i barely post on facebook like usually it's like if i like like when i went to battle bots i like posted a picture that i was at battle like i rarely i mainly lurk on like everything like i like just check out kind of other people's stuff like sometimes when i do like screenshot saturday or post like whatever like i'll throw it up on twitter or facebook or whatever but very rarely do i actually like ever post anything it's more just a way for me to keep like tabs on like people or shit coming out or i mainly just go on twitter just because i find it funny like there's so many good shit posts and stuff and like funny Mm -hmm. like accounts and stuff on twitter like even like right now all the people like impersonating elon like posting as him like that shit's been hilarious like i've been like saving and like screenshotting those because i'm like dude in a couple days this is gonna get taken down but this is like hilarious where he's like yeah you know every morning i wake up and piss in a cup and drink it or whatever and you know you should too and it's like so stupid uh, I did. I did see that today. They rolled out uh, anyone that doesn't put parody in their account when you got the blue check mark. Uh, so if you're impersonating someone else and you don't put parody in there, they're like suspending you indefinitely. Which, yeah. hey, by the way, remember the whole like this is great for free speech thing when you when you bought it. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty. No, funny. I saw that and like, dude, the whole like paying eight dollars for a check mark thing is just fucking stupid in general like i feel like that kind of defeats the whole purpose of being verified because it's like supposed to be like this is the correct person and like source whatever it's like if anybody can just pay eight dollars a month or whatever to get that but the thing that worries me the most is when he was like oh well you know the eight dollars it's not just that like you'll get half the Mm -hmm. ads usually when people say that that means they're gonna double the ads and then you're (laughs) gonna get the normal amount of ads that you're getting now yeah, yeah. and it's just going to get worse for everybody else who's not willing to that's kind of what youtube did recently like with the youtube premium whatever like they hadn't yeah. like normally like pushed it and then all of a sudden one day it's like all of a sudden now there's like two three ads before every fucking video and it's like you want to yep. try premium for a month and it's like it wasn't like this before and it's like oh you know how we get more people to go to premium by just fucking bamming them with ads, like five-minute yeah. ad break, and just do unskippable. You have to sit there for, like, the eight fucking seconds, and it's just like, dude, like, that's not making me, like, want to give you money. It's just pissing me off. <laughs> yeah, that's making me not want to use your service. Uh, you want to you, you wanna feel old? Um, so we're watching the Sharks game yesterday, and they're, they go, it's intermission. And they're showing advertisements between before the studio show comes back. And my son goes, why can't we just skip these? <laughs> and I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, why are we watching ads? Like, there's so many ads. Like, why are we watching them? I'm like, because it's a show and you got to wait for the show to come back on. He's like, yeah, but like when I watch stuff on my phone, I can just skip the ad after like 10 seconds. And I'm like, no, 
you would be literally fast forwarding time if you did that. Like that's that's not how this works in the real world, bro. Dude, I know they wouldn't have the kids today wouldn't have lasted in the eighties yeah. and nineties of having to it's like, Oh, you wanna watch SpongeBob? You better be at your fucking house at three, bro. Otherwise yeah, you ain't yeah. watching it today. <laughs> or for for me it was like, Oh, you, you wanna catch the conclusion of that episode of DuckTales that you saw last week? I hope your ass is home at three o'clock on a Thursday or else you're just never going to know what happened. Like, yeah. Right. Or it's, you're like, it's supposed to be on and it's something else. And like mom's <laughs> frantically flipping through the TV guide, trying to figure out why it's not on the time slot that it's supposed to be. Yeah. The paper TV. Yeah. That shows up every yeah. week in the mailbox. Yeah. And if you wanted they would actually watch it, if you missed it, you had to wait for syndication so that you could come yeah. back and watch the reruns. Otherwise, you were just hosed. You had to live off of somebody else telling you what happened. <laughs> oh, you're, you're praying they got to 100 episodes of that show so it would hit it syndication because yeah. if that shit stopped at 50, it was gone. You were never watching that shit again. Oh, man. Back in my day. <laughs> stay a while and listen. Um yes so god damn we're old fuck i feel like shannon (laughs) we we have to break out of this route i feel like every fucking show we do somehow me and you being old as goddamn (laughs) dirt comes up we we need to switch up our material (laughs) bro you're only as old as you feel right i mean it's not my fault it's not my fault that we both feel like century old statues that are just out there on the lawn collecting moss like i I don't know (laughs) i mean i don't know what there is i mean Maybe it's just that we have a bevy of knowledge that we want to uh, unveil upon the youngsters that listen to the show. I mean, maybe we're doing a service, you know? Did you ever think of it that way? Like, instead of just, um, you know? Did I think of it that way? No. Do I agree with you? Also, no. Um, <laughs> I... yeah. Shannon's, like, sitting here. He's like, y'all remember Pogs? <laughs> I have Pogs still, bud. Shannon's back in Pog form. Um <laughs> That also is a 30 year reference. Okay, so anyway, uh, God damn it, you guys. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. All right. It's just going to happen all the time because we're going to forget too. I mean, that's a good thing about being old is like we have right. really short memories. <laughs> Bro, in this fucking episode, I've brought up 40 year old death metal, 30 year old death metal. Like, I just made a Simpsons reference from the fucking early 90s. Like, Pogs, also from the early 90s. Like, Jesus. DuckTales, also from the 90s. No, hey, DuckTales, they did a remake. Like, so it is current. Like, I mean, it's probably, you know. DuckTales, what I was referencing was absolutely from the fucking 90s. I know, but I'm just saying it's, it's, it's. I was talking about when I was in grade school. So this is before 93, bro. Like, fuck, what am I doing? Why am I living in nostalgia like this? This is horrible. It's all we have at a certain point in our lives, my it, friend. Justin is just watching us go through this midlife crisis <laughs> with a smile on his face. You know what's funny is like Justin's like the cool kid out of like the two of us. He's like, let me tell you why this is relevant in today's Dude, world. I, yeah. I mean, literally earlier today, I think, uh, when me and Megan were like driving over, I was like, "Do remember when the inside of Taco Bell was actually cool? <laughs> like with the teal and the whatever little triangles oh, yeah. and they had the chihuahua and like the weird ass like shit. I was like, I remember and see, my first instinct is to immediately ask you guys what was your favorite food at Taco Bell that they canceled. But then that's just going to put us down another nostalgia fucking <laughs> spiral. Like, God damn it. 
It was the Monterey Jack Chicken Taco, by the way. That shit was glorious, and it lasted like a year and never to be seen again. But anyway. I mean, mine was always the, uh, what was it, the Cheesy Gordita Crunch, but mm, they mm-hmm, took that off the mm-hmm. menu, and then when the world was ready to burn down Taco Bell, they brought it back and left it as a permanent thing, so now it's always there. So I don't need to worry remember about the, it. Fr- remember the Frito Burrito from like 10 years uh, ago? That yes. shit ruled. Yeah, I was going to say that one was probably my favorite. Just because yeah, I yeah. always like having a little bit of crunch in my burrito, so exactly, it's good stuff. Uh, uh, they also are bringing back the Inchirito soon in the app. I'm, I'm, I got my Mexican pizza back, mm-hmm. which is awesome. I'm, I'm a big Mexican pizza fan. So, uh, get you some sour cream on that though. That's the move. Trust me, it's good stuff. Uh, no, I also appreciate Justin just because like he really is the good friend that is like me and you just beating each other up. And he's like, <laughs> nah, guys, like it, what you're doing is okay. Cause like, this is how it relates to modern day times. And I'm like, ah. <laughs> so thank you for helping us feel better about ourselves, Justin. You're welcome. <laughs> I just want you to know it doesn't go unnoticed. You know, like I, I appreciate you. I appreciate um, you guys. <laughs> oh, thanks. Uh, you know what else we appreciate? We there appreciate some videos that came out this year. Yeah, back on track. Love yeah. it. All right, all right. Enough of this pity party. <laughs> Fucking toxic video games, god damn it. <laughs> some relevant ones that came out this year. Um, well, it came up on the Discord earlier today. A little conversation. It wasn't. It wasn't a huge one, but um, it started. <laughs> it started when I was like, "Hey, y'all, I, I need you to tell me if I'm insane." Marvel Snap's going to be on the game of the year list. And a little conversation spiral. You know, Mike took some shots, <laughs> calling me out for my Power Wash Simulator game of the year nod last year, which, by the way, did not win. We sussed out that Loop Hero won. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate you. Um, <laughs> especially since Power Wash Simulator hit 1.0 this year and it's back on the list, baby. Uh, <laughs> uh, we and Justin did conclude that we love having our own show so we can come up with insane lists like this. Uh, and which, which is always nice. Um, but yeah, I kind of wanted to, since we're so light on news, I thought that topic would be a good one to bring to the show and kind of have a little touch base, you know, we're, we're not going to rank anything, you know, or anything like that, but just, uh, you know, we did this a few months ago and I feel it's a good time to check in yet again. More games have come out. What's, Let's jump in on your list. I mean, there's no surprise with games like uh, Mario Rabbids, like Spark of Hope. Um, That's, that that has a chance to be very high on my list. Yeah, I, I'm in love with that game. I mean, r- the Ragnarok uh, scores are legit, like making that a huge contender as well. Um, I can tell you Scorn isn't going to be on my list anywhere. Like, <laughs> um, but, you know, I mean, everything else is staying pretty static. I mean, Call of Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 is good. Like, it's a good game. I wish they had the campaign for sale. Like, break out the campaign to, like, 30 bucks, and I probably would have bought it. But yeah. Yeah, I just I just know I'm never going to play the multiplayer. So I have a hard time paying that. OK, so that's the thing is they what they did is they broke out the multiplayer. Um, So there is multiplayer like traditional mm-hmm. uh, like 
battle royale and then sure. there's multiplayer storyline like campaign which is its own thing and then you have the main campaign which is solo so they did that before right with the like covert ops or something they call it yeah i want to say it was yeah. something familiar but like that you know makes it a little bit more interesting to try the multiplayer online because i don't want to play against other people i just want to play with other people and do sure. a story so that is interesting to me and i think that increases some value but i think this is one of those games that was like 70 bucks um to come out like i mean it was like the whole shebang mm -hmm. but um it's i mean the game is good the game is like really really good so like you know it, but it doesn't it doesn't push the envelope on anything Call of Duty does, um, which is fine. Um, but that's kind of one of the things that I'm wondering about when we go do our list, because that's one of the things that people have said about God of War is like this second game is phenomenal. Does it do anything different than the first game? No, but it's more the same that you love. And the story keeps the, you know, the story beats are great. So 10 out of 10. Um, I don't I don't know if like what people's metrics are for games, if that's like a good metric, like it ain't broke, don't fix it. Just put the same thing out with like more of the story and give it a 10 out of 10. Or if it if it should get like, you know, maybe maybe taken down a peg because it of, you know, there's no innovation there. It's just the same. Sure. I, so, and, yeah. You know, to that point, uh, like I remember saying on here probably over the summer, like, man, if God of War hits. You know, and, and it's good. That's probably easily my game of the year. It's interesting now. I don't necessarily feel that way. Like it's one of because I'm kind of I kind of understand what people are saying where it's like, if it's just more of the same, that might be good enough for like two or three. But I don't know if that's going to be instant number one. Like there's there's been some real crazy good things this year and mm. and newness counts, you know, not to say that this would jump it, but like. What they did in Arceus to change up the formula for Pokemon, like that that game was huge for me. Like I've been that's the first Pokemon game I've really enjoyed in a long time. Um and wasn't just like getting through to play with my kids or something. Like that was when I was playing by myself, you know, because I was just liking it. Um the the changes uh, we've talked about, but the changes they've made in, in Mario and Rabbids was huge and a big thing. Um, so yeah, like it's, I, I kind of agree with that statement of just like, maybe more of the same isn't enough. Uh, Justin, what, what are your thoughts? Yeah, no, for sure. Mario and rabbits has been really good. I could definitely see that being in like a top five spot for sure. Uh, I know Elden Ring is still incredibly high for me. <laughs> like it's been, even when I'm not playing it, I'm constantly thinking about it or watching videos online about it. And it's like, I think that says something. Like, even me going back and playing it recently after not playing it for, like, five months or whatever, six months, it's like, I can't really think of another game that, like, I've really done that. And then sunk, like, an entire weekend, like, back into, and just came back tenfold. Like, that speaks volumes about the game. Uh, I brought it up earlier in the Discord, but Tunic another souls like yeah. it like level designs amazing it's cute like it was a lot of fun it's that perfect kind of balance of like it's not like overly difficult but like the boss fights mm -hmm. like are challenging and stuff like it's really fun and you know that's gonna be very high up on my list 
I also, I really enjoyed, which I need to, there's so many too that it's like, I really want to finish before end of the year that yeah. I'm like really close. Yeah. Like I'm almost done with Cult of the Lamb and I wouldn't be surprised. Me too. I need yeah. to finish it. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if Cult of the Lamb did make it. I don't know how high, but I could totally see it being like somewhere in the top 10. Um, you know, I also have Neon White. I'm like almost done with it. I loved the shit out of that. And it's like, I really want to finish that. I think I'm like two thirds mm-hmm. of the way done with the game. So I really want to finish that as well. And then it's just, you know, there's so much stuff coming out. We we're talking about it earlier. Like God of War comes out Wednesday. Yep. Next Friday after God of War, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet come out. It's like, dude, I still mm-hmm. haven't even played fucking Arceus. And <laughs> Scarlet and Violet are coming out. And then two weeks after that, the Dead Space game we've been waiting for, Callisto Protocol yeah, comes out, which yeah. I know Shannon's like, like he doesn't care, he's gonna be whatever. But you and me, Zach, we're gonna be Callisto oh, yeah. Protocol. Like that's like a day one for me. Like move over if Megan's not done with God of War, I'm like, bro, Callisto Protocol's out. Like right. I want to play. Yeah, it's it's an interesting year for sure. And I mean, I've I've made jokes about it, of course, but like I'm serious when I say Vampire Survivors is up there. Like, I don't, I can't think of many games I've put more time into than that this year. And, and to be fair, I feel like I get a pretty new experience every time. Not every, not every build's the same. Not every level plays out the same, you know, like challenges are, are all over the map. And, and I find it really fascinating what they were able to do with that game. Um, you know, it's, I, I'm, Sorry, Shannon, that Yu-Gi-Oh! isn't going to make that. Or no, it wasn't Yu-Gi-Oh! Digimon isn't going to make that <laughs> list for you. That, but, that's uh, Digimon can go pound salt for all I care. I can tell you right now, like the games that I am that know for sure are going to be on my list are Xenoblade Chronicles 3, mm-hmm. uh, Arceus, yeah. um, Mario Rabbids, uh, Elden Ring is going to be on there, Ooh. probably. Uh, I mean, it's hanging on there now. I mean, I haven't touched it in a while, so... Uh, I mean, I had a great time with it, um, but, you know, it'll be on my list. Um, That was like Saints Row won't. (laughs) (laughs) That was like one of my big concerns was like, I know like me and Robbie and I know Zach and stuff really love Mm -hmm. like the Souls games and stuff. And it's like, I know you're not a big fan. I know Jordan isn't a big fan. So I was like, dude, am I really going to have to fight like hard to get Elden Ring like up there? No, no, no. I, I'm I'm actually a big fan of Elden Ring. Like I I like that game a lot. It's it's unfortunate that I kind of fell off it when I did because it was just I hit a point kind of shortly after it came out where I just didn't have the time to sink into it. And but I I want to go back to it so bad. Like I want to just start over and with a new build because i was using a magic build and i just kind of fell out of favor with it i just didn't like it as much anymore i kept wanting to i kept wishing i just had combat options and i didn't you know mm-hmm. um but to our to circle back to our earlier conversation it it's the first souls game that i've played that is truly expanded on the original framework like it's the fact that you can just go anywhere that, that you can just nope out of battles and, and take off is amazing. You know, like it, it changes the entire game and the sense of exploration is fantastic. You know, being able to just move around the map, figure out where everything is, figure out if you even want to fight or not, you know, it's, it's, it changes the whole game and it's fantastic compared to, 
you know, Dark Souls 3, which was very much point A to point B to point C to point D, and you better get good along the way. You know, and having taking that away and just being like, okay, you're not good enough yet. Go somewhere else. And there's always somewhere else to go to. Yeah. Like that's that's the fascinating part with Elden Ring. And it's such a magical choice to make. Like it changes it changes the experience being from I'm incredibly frustrated that I can't pass this part to, okay, let me go find somewhere else. And that's a huge mental shift for the player. Dude, it just constantly blows me away still where Matt's like, he's like, oh, check out this blasphemous sword, whatever. I was like, oh, dude, like, where do you get that? And he's like, oh, it's a volcano, whatever. And I'm like, oh, I haven't been there yet. Like, I'm like level like 115, like whatever. And there's still places, I just, areas like that are just blank on my map that I just haven't been yet. <laughs> That's insane. So I just like that aspect about it so much where you can have... Like, because you can go everywhere and do, like, whatever, there's, like, so many, like, places to go and, like, different boss fights and whatever that you can experience that, you know, like, I know earlier on there was times where it's, like, you know, I've seen, this, like, people fight this boss. Like, even today mm -hmm. we were watching a video about, like, some dude, like, beating bosses, whatever, and it's, like, I've seen these bosses, like, in other people's yeah. play, but I haven't yeah. actually encountered, like, these bosses yet, like, at all. So here's my question to both of you. Is there a game that, I mean, I don't know if you want to bury the lead or if you want to, mm -hmm. you know, ruin some of the surprise, but is there something that made it to your list that you're surprised made it to your list? Or is there something that you thought was going to make it to your list that you're surprised didn't so far? Um, hmm. That's actually a really good question. I'm surprised Cult of the Lamb isn't a lock for my list. Hmm. Because halfway through that game, I was like, oh, Jesus, this is top five easily. Like, I I love everything about this game. <clears throat> and then I stopped playing it because I just kind of like it just got so grindy in that last part. And I just kind of stopped caring, which is insane. It just needed like I remember having the conversation with you guys where it's like, it just needs like one more level of stuff to do, you know, while you're, while you're cleaning out that fourth thing, it's just like, it just needs like another part of the town instead of the town, just becoming a complete pain in the ass to, to do while you're trying to do other things. And, and it's, it might be enough to keep it off for me, you know, like it really might. Well, they did tease, I think this week that they're working on something. Um, that's more, that's a either, I don't know if it's an expansion or if it's a yeah. substantial patch, but I don't know. We'll see. Would that change your, would that change your mind? Like, would that put you back into the camp of it'll be on my list? Potentially. Yeah. I mean, it still might be on my list cause it, but it might be nine or 10, yeah. not, you know, five or four. Like I was thinking when I was playing it initially, um, as far as a game that's probably higher on my list now than I, I considered it originally is Stray. I really, like, Stray's one of those games, the more I think about it, the more I really enjoyed it. And, and just the world building they did. And I really enjoyed how that game wrapped up. Like, the last little chapter story beat of it hits. Like, it, they nail it. It's good. And that batshit insane level that happens right before the ending where all this, like, 
insane stuff happens, and I love that they don't explain any of it. They're just like, nope, run through it. You're going to see some wild shit, and that's it. Okay, you're out of that level. We're done. And it's like, wait, what did I just want? What is that? Like, and, and I'm not going to spoil it for you guys in case you play it. But, it, yeah, it's this insanity. And it's like, how is that? How do you just, like, not touch it again? But they don't. And it's and it's great. It's it's fantastic. But they don't explain it. And they're just like, no, that's crazy shit. And we're moving. You're a cat. You don't even know why it <laughs> you're, happened. You're a cat, bro. Um, yeah, totally. Uh, but, you know, they come out with some great characters with the robots and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, another game that is probably going to make my list that I didn't expect is uh, Return to Monkey Island. Return to Monkey Island's pretty good. Like, that's it's the adventure game I've been looking for for a while. And it's the writing's pretty funny. I know I haven't talked about it much on here, but uh, that's another one I'm just about done with and I need to wrap up. But, yeah, that that's a solid game. That's really fun. Nice. Justin, do you have anything? Dude, one that wasn't even on my radar that I think might even break top five, Tiny Kent. Oh, came, yeah, that's right. Came out that's of totally nowhere, wrong. and it's just like, it's the like almost like Paper Mario, Pikmin-style like hybrid game. It's just, it's so much fun, and it's just, you know, I know I still need to beat it, but, you know, it, it's on my list with like a couple other things, and that's one of those that, like, I'm like, oh, you know, I'm going to beat this and this. And, like, realistically, I'm probably not going to beat all these games before end of the year. But Tinykin's one where I feel like you can go quickly, like, through it and stuff to just, like, not collect everything, whatever. Just try and, like, get from A to B to C. But that was one that never saw coming. And then it released and checked it out. And it was on Game Pass. And everyone yeah. was like, dude, this slaps. And it does. That game is really good. Yeah, that's goddamn. That's another one. <laughs> I, I mean, that that my top five is gonna be a bloodbath. I'm telling you right now. Like, there's been because it's like, yeah, Vampire Survivors is in there. That game rules. Um, I, I mean, Elden Ring probably is in there. I I gotta. I can't put it lower than that. But it, to your point, I don't know if I've had more fun with a game than I did with Tinykin. It's yeah, man. Well, Oof. it seems like it seems like Mike can rest easy this year, knowing yeah. that after Power Wash Simulator 1.0, there's going to be a lot of other games to talk about. Yeah. Well, I just know too if we do the same thing that we did last year, where we kind of do the merged list together, that that's yeah. where the real bloodbath is going to be, because mm -hmm. you know then we have whatever the fuck Robbie's play. He's going to put like Strikers <laughs> is even on his list, but you yeah. know damn well Elden Ring is going to be high on his and. Also, oh, yeah. we'll have Vampire Survivors is going to be high on his. And then, of course, Jordan's going to throw, like, Resident Evil 4 on there somewhere. <laughs> and well, he's like, does Resident Evil 8 DLC count as a game? Because that's going to be on there. Damn, dude. Just Jordan's catching strays over here. He can't defend himself. <laughs> he's just screaming at the radio right now. <laughs> but where does Devil's Bones end up? That's what I want to know. Like, you know. That's that's the big game. I mean, that's true. Best that did, game of the year. That did that. There was a stealth release that came out this year. It, so it was a stealth release. Um, still up on itch. If you wanna, if you wanna buy it, I'll, I'll put a little plug for you. Just See, look at um, that. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I just thought it'd be a good, 
little check-in time with some big bangers still out there ready to ready to knock us on our asses um yeah man i don't there's just so much there's so much like there's <laughs> Dude, so much like you're gonna have to add, i mean like it's it's so funny that you ask us now like what is your game of the year list looking like? It's like, I don't know, bro. Like in a month, it's going to be all fun. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, that's, that's three more games are getting added to it <laughs> here in the next two weeks. Kind of, that's kind of why I wanted to do it, though, <laughs> because it's it's a fun little snapshot before these heavy hitters drop. And then how you're going to have to just like reshuffle the decks. <laughs> and then and then I'm hearing about this game, Curse of the Golden Idol. That's on mm -hmm. Steam. Which everyone says scratches the like uh, Return of Oberdin itch, like it's it's like mystery solving, kind of like Oberdin, and I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, I gotta play that now because I love Oberdin so much, and it's only like seventeen bucks on Steam, and I'm like, ah, <laughs> why, man? We went from remember the desert that was like May and June. They weren't shit to play. Like we we're breaking out old games and stuff to talk about. <laughs> now we're like drowning. <laughs> yeah, totally. <sighs> oh man, our game of the year is gonna have to be in like April just so we can get through everything. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what I need to do next year is keep a better list of what comes out in January and February because like <laughs> I keep going like, oh, Arceus was last year, and I'm like, nope, nope, that was January this year. Um, that's a game that came out. 2022 i was like so, well i already know the new fire emblem comes out in january so that's yeah. yeah definitely that's like already starting my year off like strong being on a list somewhere yeah like i mean first of all that surprises me that you would admit that you're a fire emblem guy but uh no, he, he actually finishes it <laughs> yeah i was like i'm no, i beat three houses i'm like what are you talking about so, but uh but yeah but um yeah, last year I made it a mental note to be like, yeah, I should make a list of all the games I played in like the in the month, so I know like which games were which. I must have used that list to I don't know wipe chicken finger like mm -hmm. dust off of my hands and threw it in the trash because like I can't there's it's nowhere to be found anymore, bro. I don't know where it is. So yeah, I guess I uh, yeah, just gonna have to go back through that list and be like, oh yeah, I played that game. I played that game. Oh, for for sure, I'm I'm absolutely gonna pick up a uh or look up a games that released in 2022 list and go like okay remind me what did i play again because <laughs> some of that stuff has just been lost to time dude that's so yeah. funny because i keep a notepad on my computer and i've kept i've played i think like 30 games this year which mm quite a bit and i think i've only beat though like like you know kirby came out this year that's probably going to be on my list somewhere jesus too. yeah <laughs> totally oh my god yeah <laughs> zach's taking a back. trip down memory lane right now <laughs> no i should go i'm saying i should i should i really need to like do that so i can come up with a you know because yeah like i probably haven't done 30 but i've probably done 20 25 you know and so sorting that out um and then there's games like that aren't even 1.0 yet that I love. Like Planet Crafter is something I go back to all the time and they keep updating it and they just dropped a whole update in that full of like lore and adding a bunch of more areas to explore and stuff. And it's like, ah, ah, where does it end? Where does it end? Ah, all right. I guess, I guess we've wrapped that up, but uh, we should talk a little what we've been playing 
and we've all kind of been playing the same thing, but I am super intrigued to hear just in time Carter's thoughts on Mario and Rabbids. I know I finally got my copy of Mario and Rabbids on Thursday, and I've been playing it ever since. I <laughs> just got done with the um, the snow whatever level. Like I got baby Rose, little rabbit Rosalina now. Um, I just went around and cleaned up like the rest of the side quests and stuff to do in the snow thing. And I'm getting ready to go back to the first planet because now I have enough sparks to go through the gold pipe there, so I can do that first like gold pipe challenge. And dude, it's insane to me like the difference between this one and the first one. Like I love how quick it, like having double spark like as soon as i unlock the ability to have like two sparks at the same time it's just like a game changer like that was like insane 100 like, percent. every like everybody has like a um kind of like an offensive spark and like i gave them like a defensive spark and stuff like peach is like my tank that like gives everyone like protection and I, uh, I've my team right now that I've mainly been playing with is Edge, uh, Rabid Peach, and Normal Peach. Like girls get it done, dude. Like those three girls just wipe the field clean. It's insane. <laughs> like Peach moves really far. Like has big health, has the big healing. Edge, her weapon, like although it can't really hit up very well, like it goes pretty far, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the multiple dashes like i leveled her so she can dash up to three times now and i gave her the electric spark thing that makes your dashes like do the chain electric and stuff so like at the beginning of the level with uh rabid peach and stuff she has the spark that boosts everybody's movement and attack power and stuff so she's like big boost peach will throw healing on everybody i'll launch um edge like somewhere where there's like a row of enemies and just start multi-dashing with like shock to clear out like things like right away and then edge also has the uh the one spark that turns you invisible so for the couple turns where you can't be detected so i'll throw her into dangerous way to get close to everyone start dashing and then turn her invisible and then like come back and then just start like she'll stealth clear everything out while like uh peach does like big crowd control and then rabid peach does the oh you're hiding behind the wall like that's cute and i'll just missile it up and stuff (laughs) like it's so good like the combos and stuff and then of course like you know you have to like there's the like little challenge ones where it makes you like play with luigi and play with whatever and i'm like dude i'm so glad that i actually like took the time to like equip everybody with stuff and like invest in everyone else's skill trees even though i'm not really playing with them because when that shit does come up i'm not just like scrambling to try and like all right, well, what does he do? Like, what do I need to upgrade? Like, whatever. I've kind of kept tabs on everyone else, even though I don't really use them a lot. Yeah, I don't use regular Peach. I have I use Edge, Rabbit Peach, and Luigi. I just can't give up the sniping and the, uh, you stepped in, in harm's way, and now I'm capping you again. Like, I just, I love that move so much. <laughs> Especially when you have him use fire damage on top of that, and you just, like, catch someone on fire who's close to four other people from way far away and they you just wipe all of them like half their health down it's it's beautiful every time yeah uh luigi is definitely gonna be in like one of my standard rotations but like it all depends like if i look at the map and i see it's a bunch of those like stompy rabbit guys Mm -hmm. like i'm you know i'm gonna try to keep them as far away as i can because they have a pretty big attack 
like span so you know maybe i'll do like a peach and a luigi and then a mario because like if those guys go airborne like they're visible and then they get popped by your your special um or like you know a dash with one of those abilities set up is pretty good too because you pop the dude up in the air and then you shoot him again that's pretty fun um but yeah i mean like you know uh you know i'll Edge is all right, but I prefer Mario Rabbit uh, just because his attack is wider. It's almost like as as wide as Peach's, um, and he does, but he doesn't move as much. Um, so it's like you know, if I want to clear out a bunch of grouped up enemies at the same time, like Peach and Mario Rabbit are just gonna like fucking throw hands all over the place for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's like you were saying, Zach. It's it's funny that like all of us have three different lineups. Um, and they're all equally as effective, um, and they all, you know, add a different aspect of the game. So it's, mm-hmm. it's, you know, I'm glad you're enjoying it, Justin. Um, you know, and yeah, that, like you were talking that, that battle with, uh, what's her face, um, like went on too long. That's the only complaint I have is like four, three or four different battles in the same area was kind of annoying. Midnight, the little yeah. rabid boot chain. Yeah. So I beat her the first time and then it was like, oh, here's another one. And I was like, dude, are you fucking kidding me? Like, okay, whatever. And the second one, everyone was able to move so far because she was so close. Like, I didn't even fight anything else. I literally just team, team jumped. Like, that's the thing too that you guys were talking about before that like now kind of clicks for me. Was you guys are talking about how they kind of like, not like revamped, but really pushed team jumping and stuff in this yeah. one to like actually be useful. Like I rarely did team jump. It like sometimes did it in the first one or whatever, like when you had to. But very like every match, like every match, like that's why I boost everyone up and then just start chucking people. I'm like Peach can stay in the back. <laughs> yep. I'm like yep. everyone else start throwing them as far as I can get them into the field. Start placing them where they need to go. And that with the midnight one, that's how it worked, man. I was like, dude. We're going to launch Edge as close to her as we can. We're going to, like, triple... I'm going to triple dash through her. We're going to use uh, little rabid uh, Rosalina. She's going to stasis snare this chick so she can't run away. Like, at the end, like, just beat him up. Stasis snare him. Next turn comes. Everyone's getting closer. I'm like, cool. Next turn, beat him up. I'm like, stasis snare him again. I'm like, yeah, you're not moving. And you're not attacking. Like, I'm just going to sit there and you're going to my personal punching bag for the next three turns, man. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's almost like a lot of their powers. They're like super like OP. Like I mean, like Peach. Especially having, once you level them up. Yeah. Yeah, and like Peach having like her indestructible like armor that she can put on everybody, like basically negates all the damage in one round. Like that is a lifesaver in in a couple instances. Um, that whole like stasis snare that you're talking about, like that's gonna be like super damaging to a whole bunch of like enemies on the field. And I like Rosalina, even though she doesn't, or Rabid Rosalina, even though she doesn't do a lot of damage with her pistols, she decimates a lot of uh, barriers, like, real quick, mm-hmm. because it's just, like, a bunch of hits. So she's, mm-hmm. like, just clearing out, she's just clearing paths left and right for Luigi to just snipe the shit out of people. Yeah, that's what I liked when I got to use her, where it was like, oh, cool, you're hiding through this barrier. I'm like, well, I'll use little Rabid Rosalina to pierce through the wall. So now that's open, and now Edge and like uh rabid peach can come in now that that's out of the way and do like more damage and actually like hit through that now so that was really cool yeah yeah it's a good game this is it's gonna be high on my top 10 list yeah for sure for sure it's it's fantastic um shall we talk about marvel snap (laughs) 
I mean, I mean, we. I guess we have to because I mean, out of the three of us, the one who I never expected to spend any money on a mobile game just spent money on a mobile game. I did. I did. I'll own it. I'll own it. I. Mm, it got me. You know, it was. So the game is insidious in the way that it. Uh, it essentially goes like, you're doing really good. Hey, you're you're killing it. You're doing great, guy. Um. We're going to start having you play these other people that have all these cards you don't have yet. And you're going to start losing because they're going to start beating you with these cards that you don't own yet. But, you know, it's fine. You can just grind your way up. It's easy. Just keep just keep playing. Keep doing challenges. You know, we three of them unlock every five hours or so and just get get more stuff and unlock more cards. It's fine. And, uh... Oh, by the way, for for nine bucks or ten bucks, nine ninety nine, we've got the Spider Man uh, season pass going. Miles Morales season pass thing happening over here, and uh, you know, if you if you wanted to pay ten bucks, just a ton of credits to unlock a bunch of cards. Oh, and the pass comes with a bunch of cards. If you want ten bucks, you know, whatever. And yeah, they got me for ten bucks because. I wanted these cards. I want to, I want to start. I, you know, the thing is, is in, and you'll all relate to this. Even you, Shannon, the magic player in me started to see decks that I wanted to build and was like, Oh, if I could get that card, I could start doing the deck I wanted to build. Mm, uh, All right, fine. And, uh, so yeah, I'm, way leveled up now it's pretty ridiculous it's kind of gross i'm not proud of myself <laughs> but god damn it's a it's a great card game it's a great card game i i you know i've i've come around and the thing that makes it and and this is the part i don't like about it actually because it becomes a great kind of like magic it becomes a great card game when you have access to more cards because all of a sudden there's a lot more combinations you can do. There's a lot more variables at play that you can take advantage of. Um, that can also totally fuck you in the end. Um, but it's it becomes a lot more fun across the board when you have so many more aspects to consider and play with. Uh, and I feel like they hide that a lot in the beginning. I mean, I got yeah. a quote. I got a Koye who gives everything in your deck plus one. So all cards you haven't played yet get a plus one, which is amazing. And then you couple that with lands that create a copy of that card and put it back in your hand. And she's a two cost. And I'm like, great. Three straight turns of everything getting plus one. And so now it's in game and I'm playing one cost characters that have like seven power. And it's like, awesome. Great. This is, this is the best time ever. Or when you get like, Wolverine who can't die and Colossus who can't die. And it's like, Oh, but this is a great card to put with death's head who is three cost and five power, but he has to kill everything that's in the same zone as him. Sweet. I'll drop him in with Wolverine and Colossus and then angel who I have in my deck for anything that gets destroyed swoops in and replaces it automatically. And it's like, great. That's an awesome combination. And I love pulling it off every time, you know? Um, but again, you don't even see those cards until you unlock them. 
and in all or you don't see those cards until you get good enough that the game starts putting you against people that have them and and i'm at the point now where i'm seeing the next level of cards which all of them are cool as hell and i just want you know and i want more and and the artwork's all really fun i like the little frame break 3d gimmick when you power them up it's stupid but it's you know i love it and uh it's really good it's really good i'm just bummed that it the parts of it that are fantastic feel hidden at the beginning because i guarantee you if you played a game right now with my account it would be an entirely different experience than what you've got right now Oh, there's no doubt. Like, I mean, it's it's funny because, um, you know, I have like started to actually lose matches like mm-hmm. or, like and, you know, before like last week when I talked like, you know, I hadn't even like uncovered the retreat function. Like I didn't know that there was a retreat function before I started to play a little bit more. And then they were like, oh, by the way, like, you know, you can bet like on the you know on your matches. So like you can increase the you can double the, the rewards that you get. Mm-hmm um you can retreat and basically just lose like the one like thing that you're putting in there for your rank um you know i did like just get skunked by a couple people a couple times and i was just like whoa okay this is like an awakening now like it seems like things are starting to ramp up here a little bit more but it's funny because like in the beginning it was like everybody was playing like hulk and everybody Mm -hmm. was playing the thing and everybody was playing abomination I'm playing against people now. Like, I mean, it's been a minute since like I've seen somebody throw down a Hulk or somebody throw down an abomination. Everybody's like doing these, like trying to find their combos and trying to find their, their decks, you know, their yeah. strengths and everything like that. And I think that is more intriguing now. Like, you know, people are kind of shying away from those like starter decks. And now everybody's kind of, there's enough people on there that you're starting to see like a bunch of diversity. Uh, and I think that's the hook for me. Like, I don't know necessarily if I want to pay the $10. I mean, it sounds tempting, very, very tempting. Um, but like, you know, it's like, how much am I going to stick with this game? Like, that's the thing is like, I'd, I mean, 10 bucks is, you know, by any stretch of the imagination, not super, a super intensive, mm-hmm. you know, investment. But, you know, I mean, for me, for me, I feel I feel like I've gotten $10 out of the game. I've I've paid a lot more for games I've played a lot less this year. Is how I view it. You know? Mm-hmm. That's Justin, you're, no. you're you're in deeper than Shannon, but not as deep as me. So what are yeah, you? Yeah, I'm like a good in the middle between the two of you. So yeah, I've been playing it quite a bit. I was actually talking about before we were recording how I was like, Oh, I just want to play a couple games before bed and I got hosed like three games in a row and I'm like, I'm not going to bed until I get a W <laughs> <laughs> like that's just not happening and it's not like i got like hose hose it was like close it mm-hmm. just came down to the spaces and whatever and it just it just didn't work out in my favor but i've like i'm kind of at the point where it's like i do like i really want to build like a a bitch in like discard deck and stuff and like you yeah. know we we're talking about it in the discord and stuff and like the pieces are all there i just haven't gotten all of them yet but um i've played around and built some fun stuff like i have like a zoo style like deck where it's like a bunch of uh like you know one cost like what it has your rocket raccoons and your mm-hmm. electra like electra so like turn one electra on someone and blowing up their yeah. one drop or like and getting like playing her in a spot where you get another copy and it's like anytime you drop a one drop man i'm just gonna start throwing these down like wherever to try and like get it out 
Uh, like, oh, see, I I love turn three Electra, where you play the the two power one, and then anything you've got, like, oh, you you played Blade, and it made you sacrifice a card. Great, he's gone. No problem. Like, yeah, yeah. No, and there's like it's funny watching like some of the strategy play out now, where you see a lot of people like. Very rarely, most of the people I play anymore never play in the far left slot on turn one. Because that's like where everyone's going to throw their rocket raccoon or whatever, try and like get it off. So everyone always plays the middle or the far right, like at first. Unless it's like something completely busted in the first one. Like everyone usually, like I always usually play middle slot first because I'm like, dude, I don't want to get baited by some mm-hmm. Electra or like given to someone's like rocket raccoon and they get like a four on like turn one. I'm like, no, dude. I don't want to mess with that. Um, but I've had some close and, like, cool games and stuff. Like, like I really like the chick uh, that creates the, the like, 7-drop tiger. But sometimes, uh, like... White, white tiger? Yeah. Yeah, but I've also gotten hosed by her before, too. Because it's, like, I basically, like, took a gamble of, okay, I really need her to drop that tiger into this spot and it's like i have a 50 50 chance and just like didn't get it and it's just like well there goes the game boys but yeah to shannon's point like you know no one's playing hulk anymore but like anything that doesn't have an ability at this point like no one's playing it unless they're playing that one card or whatever that like gives cards without abilities like plus two or whatever like no one's playing those and like no one plays quicksilver anymore in their starting deck everyone's running ant-mans and rockets and hawkeyes and whatever and said like there's so many better like one drops than than that and stuff but i also kind of like uh god dude what what is it it's the chick that she's six power but she only shows up on turn six um, oh uh, america chavez yeah i really like yeah. i really like that because then it's like she's not like the best six drop but the benefit of not drawing that in your opening hand is so good. Or drawing it before turn six. Like, I yeah. really like that. Because there's been times, like, in games where it's like, oh, you know, I drew my Hulk. And my like my opening hand was, like, Quicksilver, Hulk, and Iron Man. And it's like, dude, I'm not fucking doing anything for this entire game. Unless I get lucky and there's a spot that, like, lets me cast this shit early or whatever. Like, I'm just kind of SOL on this unless I draw something. So, so I've I've got a deck built around sacrificing. Okay. Um, so you get Apocalypse, right? And anytime he is discarded or destroyed, he comes back with plus four, right? Yeah. So you get, and then there's a card, Swordmaster. He's three pa- three cost and six, but you have to destroy a card. Blade is one and three, and you have to destroy a card. And then, uh, so yeah, when you get those guys and apocalypse like i've had apocalypse get to 16 power before and he's a six cost and it's it's one of those like any's pretty much any game any zone i drop him and you win you know it's it's fantastic but uh in that deck also is nova who's a one two and if he gets destroyed uh you every other creature gets plus one and then uh and so in that deck, I've got Colossus Wolverine who can't be destroyed, Nova, Angel, and then you have Carnage, who when you drop him into a zone, destroys every creature there and gets plus two for every creature he destroys. And then Deathlock, who, like I said earlier, get blows up everything in the zone. So you've got all these combos to like get everyone else boosted up. And then Squirrel Girl, who drops a one cost squirrel in every everything, which is rad. 
So I played against a, well, first of all, I like the dinosaur one too, where it gets plus whatever Mm -hmm. for the cards in your hand. Like doing that with, um, what's his face? The, the Sentinel thing that gets, you get another copy in your hand. It's just like, it doesn't go down ever. You can just keep playing the Sentinels and it'll still just keep being like a big card, which is really cool. Especially when you, when you get the zone that has, uh, that gives you a copy for everything you play there. Yeah. 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 So that's really good. Speaking of the copy thing, so I did play this game. It was so fucking funny. Turn one, the spot was, oh, when you play something here, it like fills the spot with copies of it. Mm-hmm. My opponent, turn one, Squirrel Girl, flooded their entire field. <laughs> like their entire field was full turn one. They couldn't do anything else the rest of the game. And Didn't it's like, retreat? The, no, they stuck it out, which was even funny because it's like, you know, yeah, cool. Four, four for like i i can beat this but it was just like man that was you did it for the meme and i commend yeah. you for sticking to it and you didn't run it. away and you just let it you knew what was going to happen and you did it anyway i would have done the same thing i commend you i, I love the, i love the people that go like pre-flop all in where it's like i don't even see what the first realm is and i'm snapping and yep. it's like seriously <laughs> like okay great like let's do this no that's yeah. like the magic player in me too where i'm like bro i'm like down like right now they have both of these we're winning i'm like yeah dude i'll snap I, i'm like i could draw something that might like win me the game here yeah, i was like you yeah. know what i don't give a shit like i'm all i'm all in i'm not folding yeah. i'm not whatever like i'm gonna yeah. run this out whether i got mm, it or i don't <laughs> and, then, and then there's so many games where it's like yeah, you just managed to pull it out at the last fucking second, you know. And I will say, as I'm scaling up, you don't have the dumbasses anymore that are just like, I'm going to drop a Hulk here where I've already, like, you've already got, like, 20. And it's like, oh, my last turn, I could win this zone, but I'm just going to drop a Hulk here because I want to put a Hulk here. And it's like, no, but you could have won if you would have <laughs> done it over. You know, like, yeah. you, you, those people are gone now. Like, I'm I'm playing actual play, people that know what the hell they're doing at this point so uh but yeah the game's fantastic it's really good i'm sad that i like it so much but i really hope i really hope they come out with a bullshit season pass after the spider-man one that i don't immediately want to buy because damn damn (laughs) this is totally like this you know what it is justin this is the thing i thought magic arena would be on the phone like this is absolutely the thing I figured would happen to me with Magic Arena on the phone, and Magic Arena did not hit because it's clunky on the phone. It's it's super clunky, but having this in my pocket, it's pretty nice, man. It's pretty nice. Yeah, see, I know Megan plays Arena on the phone, and there's multiple times where I'm playing on my laptop, she's playing on her phone, and she has to like. I'm like, uh, the matchmaking thing's not working, so she'll have to like close the app and reopen it and whatever to get it to connect, and it'll freeze and do whatever. Because I still play Arena pretty much like every day just to get the daily challenge stuff and crack packs sure. and whatever. Oh, by the way, in Snap, for people that don't know, you can get 50 credits a day in the store. If you go to the store, there's 50 free credits every day. That so. is nice. Mm-hmm. And I think with the season ending in two days, you can't buy the season pass anymore. Yeah, yeah. If you want to get the charge keys. 
You're done. I, I love that you went and looked while we were sitting here. I did. You're like, I, mm. I, I was like, I was checking. I was like, mm, I don't know. Yeah. Carnage, pretty cool. Uh, now, because of that, you know, uh, Zach's going to hit you with the Uncle Ben Spider-Man combo here. <laughs> yeah, and you're going to yeah, wish yeah. you bought that season yeah, I'm, pass. I'm waiting to see Zakal Zakal pop up on yeah, my yeah. thing. I'll be like, he's oh, getting, it's on now. Uh, getting, apparently, though, they are, they are putting that in in the next major update, which is supposed to be next month, I think, is peer-to-peer uh, -peer battles. So, like, we could all go against each other. That'd be fun. Yeah. Nice. Um, I bet you I bet you the next one's Black Panther to go with the movie. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how I feel about Black Panther being in the McDonald's Happy Meals right now. It seems like a really serious movie. You know, dealing with T'Challa's death and everything. And it's like, come to the Happy Meals. Kids aren't going to be watching that shit. It's all right. They don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Right? Like, my kids, kids like, aren't going to watch it. Like, kid with French fries hanging out of his mouth in the theaters are, we're kind of forever. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, I'm sure there are eight-year-olds, ten-year-olds or whatever that are going to go see Black Panther. But, like, my kids can barely process, you know, Ant-Man. Like, they're not going to be like, hey, let's go see the morning of t'challa in a theater like nah but eh, do you share them i don't know um anyone playing anything else no 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 it's uh i don't know if you guys have shows to talk about but it is it has been a week gentlemen i have not watched anything so, so i i want to talk real quick uh about a show called the peripheral oh are you uh, watching that i've seen I the am. ads yeah so uh i'm but two episodes in, I didn't know it was an episodic like TV series. I thought it was a movie. So like I was like when I first started watching it, I was like, bro, I was like, they got to start speeding this shit up because like we're halfway through and they ain't done shit yet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but um, so for people who haven't uh, seen this or don't know what it's about, um, it's got um, Chloe Moretz. I guess is her name is, is mm -hmm. that how you say her name? Um, so she's the main actress in it and, uh, it takes place 10 years in the future. So it's 2032. Mm -hmm. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, basically she lives in this podunk like town. Uh, her brother is ex military. Her mom's got a brain tumor, um, and is blind. So she's taking care of her mom. Um, and her brother having this, uh, military experience, um, there is this, uh, in-depth like VR experience that he basically Sherpas people through, um, and gets paid to do it like quite, you know, well, I guess he like does it for like streamers and stuff. So they get, um, you know, followers and a huge, like, you know, following on whatever is the social medium. But uh, it's, you know, basically him doing all, you know, his his uh, video game stuff. And she basically is really good at it. So she jumps in for him. So, you know, because of his uh, surround because of his his profession, he gets enlisted by this shell company to do try out this new virtual reality like uh, headset. Um, and he base uh, the brother basically enlists, um, you know, this actress to be the, um, you know, to, to play for him essentially. And, uh, when she goes into the headset as him, um, it's basically like a, like a espionage, like covert, uh, type of mission, which she feels is a sim. 
Um, but it kind of takes a hard pivot from there. Um, like, you know, you watch some guy's eyeball get taken out, like pretty, like, like, I mean, you watch the whole process. Uh, so if you're squeamish, I would suggest probably not watching, um, certain parts of this. Um, the story is pretty crazy. Um, and you know, what you think is like, you know, I had some misconceptions about the characters, Mm-hmm. Um, which was really kind of cool to, um, you know, get to take back, like get to, you know, get to have like a different view of this person. Like, you know, you kind of thought this character was going to go one way and then, you know, throughout the story, like things change and like, you're like, oh, that, that person's going to be pretty cool. Like I thought they were going to be a jerk, but, um, they're going to be pretty rad. Um, some of the technology in it's pretty cool. Um, some of the special effects are a little campy in a couple areas. Um, but you know, it's uh, it's weird. They got a couple different things that they're trying to explore right now, and it'll be interesting to see how it pans out. But each episode's like, I think, an hour, 45 minutes long. Um, so, you know, it's not something that you can binge watch pretty fast. Um, there's a lot of swearing, um, violence. Uh, so it's, it's not like a hard R. I would probably say like, you know, PG-13. There's like one F-bomb every episode. And okay. You know, the violence, while there is violence there, it's not, like, super, super gory. It's more like that one, I mean, that, just that one eyeball scene. Is, is it like gory. is it like implied goriness more than scene goriness? Like, when the eyeball thing comes out, is it more like you see them getting close to it, and then you see it from, like, the back or something? You know, like, one of those type of things. Okay. Nope, nope, nope. Like, okay. they, you got the spreader there, and they got the spreader thing that Oof. pops in, and they pull the, and then you watch them pull the eye out, and then you watch them, like, uh, it's kind of snagged, uh, uh, and, and cut, you know, like, it's not, like, bloody, like, blood's not, like, spraying out everywhere, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. like, you know, like, you watch the whole, like, eyeball. Um, so, yeah, it's, um, there's, there's moments where it's a little squeamish. Um, you know, episode three does have a nudity rate, uh, a nudity disclaimer on it. So hmm. I don't know what's going to happen there, but, but yeah, it's uh it's cool. I, I would, I would watch it if, if I were you guys, cause it's got like that video game element, but it's also got like real life action. Um, that first episode's a little slow, but by the end, like if you're not sold, then I would say you're, it's, it's probably not for you, but, okay. um, it picks up pretty substantially at the end of that episode. Cool. Cool. Um, yeah, the, it, the ads did look very intriguing on that. So, yeah, I don't want to spoil anything because I want you guys to kind of experience it for yourself. But, um, but yeah, I, it's, um, it's good. I would recommend it. Cool. Sounds good. Oh, uh, I forgot to tell you guys about the, uh, the card I got in snap that I know, sorry, we're circling back, but, uh, <laughs> I, just, you would appreciate this. It's hobgoblin. Which, if you know anything about the character, is also funny. Um, when you play Hobgoblin, it goes into your opponent's zone, and it's negative eight. <laughs> That's pretty it's great. Just, it's such a great fuck you card. <laughs> like, uh, it kills me. Every time it comes up, it kills me. Um how much cost, yeah. how many cost is it? How much? It's it's five. So uh, it's one of those, but it's a great one to play at the end of a game mm-hmm. where you're like, oh, you had the zone one. No, no, you don't. It's <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, you played Hulk, right? He's he's four now, not twelve. Sorry. Um so yes. Very entertaining all the way around. Um I suppose we have a show. 
Do we do a show? Is this it? We made it. We made it, boys. We made it. Um, Justin, why don't you take us on in there? You know what, guys? Thank you guys for listening to another episode of the That Pixel Life podcast. You know, thanks for hanging in there with us. You know, I hope you guys had a happy Halloween. You know, hope, uh, you know, nobody had any razor blades in their candy. And uh, while you're at it, why don't you uh, head on over to uh, Spotify? Give your boys a review. Let us know uh, how we're doing. And uh, Zach, if Robbie was here, what do you think Robbie would say? Robbie would say, hey, guys. Go be great. And did you see LSU beat Alabama? (laughs) Always go for two. Seriously, though, the fucking onions to do that? Holy shit. (laughs) Like, 